0: Welcome to the Downstream Column Podcast, Resolving Large-Scale Buffer Management Challenges. I'm Brandy Sargent, Editor of this Downstream Column. Joining me today is Joachim Lundvist, Modality Manager, Bioprocess Hardware, GE Healthcare. Mr. Lundvist has a Master's Degree in Chemical Engineering from the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm, Sweden. He joined GE Healthcare's life science business in 2000 and has held various roles. R&D staff research engineer, service specialist manager, marketing manager, and currently holds a position as the leader for the Biomanufacturing Equipment Sales Specialist Team in Europe within GE Healthcare. Today, Mr. Lundvist will be joining us to talk about large-scale buffer management challenges. Buffer preparation is known to be one of the most resource-intensive activities in biomanufacturing, as large volumes of buffers and process liquids are often required. For example, a 2,000-liter production batch of a standard monoclonal antibody is estimated to use approximately 16,000 to 22,000 liters of water for injection, which of course is a lot of water. How can this be done in a more efficient way? How can more capacity be added to buffer preparation without adding major capital investment? Are there ways to reduce the manufacturing footprint and time spent on buffers? In this podcast, we will be examining these issues and discussing how technologies like inline conditioning can help. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. I'm very happy that you agreed to talk today about inline conditioning and how it can address some of the biggest challenges in buffer preparation. To begin, I was hoping that you could describe the principle of inline conditioning to someone who's new to the technology.
1: Absolutely. Um, I would like to start by saying that inline conditioning is a technology that can help addressing the buffer management challenge. And with inline conditioning, instead of making your buffer in the traditional way, by making it in the volume needed to its specification, you instead separate each of the individual components of the buffer, for example, acetic acid, sodium acetate, and sodium chloride and water into separate stock solutions. The inline conditioning system then mixes these components in the required amounts just in time to make up the buffer. One of the benefits of this technology is that you can use the same stock solutions to make many different buffers or, or for example, different buffers things, or pH or different amounts of salt depending on the relative portions of each of the components used in the recipe.
0: And I think some of us may have heard of inline dilution, and I was hoping that you could explain how the inline conditioning technology differs from inline dilution.
1: Yes. Uh, Inline dilution is a technology that works with a concentrated buffer of the same the final buffer. Then you dilute this concentrated buffer with water for injection to yield the final buffer. Uh, This means that the concentrated solution needs to contain all the components for the final buffer and the pH has to be adjusted. So therefore, you need to prepare as many concentrates as you have unique buffers. And of course, with inline dilution, you save some floor space as the concentrates are smaller in volume. But there is not the benefit of using the same concentrates for several buffers as with inline conditioning. So one can say that inline conditioning takes it one step further uh, but inline to do conditioning can be a good solution when you have both you know a, a limited number and a limited volume of buffers. And worthwhile to mention is that an inline conditioning can be used as an inline dilution system if there's a need or a benefit of it.
0: The techni- technology seems to offer a lot of ways to address these pain points. What are some of the main drivers that you see in implementing this technology?
1: I think that any of the combination of the challenges that you mentioned, such as lack of buffer prep or storage capacity and limited facility space, as well as the labor need and the practical issues related to these large volumes of buffer, um, and, and obviously large number of buffers, and you know, that all those things can drive the need for this technology. And um, with inline conditioning, you can make fewer stock solutions than the buffers needed and in significantly smaller volumes. This opens up for the use of single-use bags, for example. Uh, you also don't have to adjust the pH of the stock solutions, as we mentioned earlier. And all this combines means that you can you can save on facility space and avoid all big tanks for buffer prep and storage. And that in itself can be a significant capex cap- saving. You also would save significant time to make the stock solution compared to making the buffers which reduces the need for operators, but also simplifies the logistics and the handling of buffers.
0: And does the technology have any limitations, areas where you wouldn't want to use the inline conditioning?
1: There are not really any limitations. The the technology is possible to use in most situations. The inline conditioning system is very flexible, so you can use a combination of techniques like using the final 1x buffers to inline dilution or break up the components in, into single component concentrates all at the same time. So basically having all in one. And um, also gradients are also quite straightforward with, with inline con- conditioning as compared to inline dilution. But I would say that the most challenging situation is trying to achieve a very dilute and a very concentrated solution of the same buffer. If the ratio is too large, Two different stock solutions may be needed, but that's essentially the only limitation.
0: And you mentioned flexibility, which is obviously always very important in manufacturing. Are there different options as to how to implement the technology to meet certain needs?
1: Yes, there are a couple of different ways. Either it can be integrated in the unit operation, like in a chromatography system, where the buffer is made just in time before it enters the column. You can also use it as a standalone central buffer prep station or a buffer kitchen to feed your entire facility with buffers, either online or offline, for you, where you portion the buffer into bags. And what's best really comes down to the needs of the facility and, and potentially also the scheduling of the individual process steps. And furthermore, I would say that in terms of stock solution, they can be prepared, be prepared on site or be purchased from an external supplier. And this uh, this larger option, of course, reducing the need to have a buffer preparation area at all, unless for backup purposes, backup purposes, if there's a need for it.
0: Having the right buffers is really key in purification. So I'm wondering, some people must be asking themselves, could we really have a machine that we would entrust to do this and make sure it was done properly? How do you respond to that?
1: I would say yes, we can trust the machine to do that um, because the mixing of these individual components is controlled by quite advanced algorithms that ensures that the feedback on the flow rate of each of the components and the pH and or the conductivity of the buffer is constantly used to balance the flow of each component to maintain buffer composition. This means that you can run the system using a recipe only based on flow flow feedback, which is very simple and straightforward. But with pH or conductivity control, you can ensure that the system always aims for the set point, even if, for example, there are variations in the stock solution, or if the temperature varies. Then the output of the system is monitored through an independent set of monitors that essentially do an online release of the buffers. And if the buffers is outside specifications, which is typically the case for some 30 seconds before the pumps have adjusted to the new conditions when you change between buffers, um, then the buffer would be uh, diverted to drain. And with all these so-called control modes, you can make essentially any buffer regardless of the chemical properties of it. And with this, you get all your buffer data as part of your result file, your process records, making it very simple to review. Then, of course, these type of systems are validated as any other type of systems, uh, including the control modes that controls the, the mixing of components in different ways. And the process qualification, of course, includes creation of each of the buffers used in the process, which again can be validated and compared to all fund measurements.
0: Thanks so much for walking through that because I think that's really important and I I think it's really interesting to understand all the controls that are involved to help make sure that people feel comfortable with the idea that uh, it would be a machine doing it and and that the controls are there to, to ensure that that happens correctly. Those were all the questions that I had for today, but we've talked about quite a few points and I was hoping that you might be able to summarize a few key takeaways that you would want our listeners to remember about inline conditioning?
1: Absolutely. Um, I would say that the first one is that you can potentially reduce uh, the buffer volumes to prepare, store, and handle quite significantly. This leads to smaller footprints, smaller tanks, and less labor. And many users can transition completely to single-use bags. And in the end, it it will save money both on the CapEx and the opex side. The second point is that the technology is flexible to allow for a wide range of buffers to be made using the same limited number of stock concentrates, really really, uh, simplifying your your buffer prep and, and your buffer handling. Lastly, I would say that you can improve the control of your process due to the constant feedback inside the systems, maintaining and checking that all the parameters are inside specifications at all times, and that you have it part of your process records.
0: And I would imagine that if someone's interested in this, it is um, a process that really needs to be worked through in terms of how to create the best solution for their process. What would you recommend for someone who's interested in learning more about inline conditioning as a solution?
1: I would start by, by contacting your local sales representative, and they will guide you through the process and put you into contact with our buffer enge- and, and and engineering experts that will analyze your needs completely and provide a solution to match it.
0: Thank you so much for your time today. This has been really interesting, and I think it offers a real advantage in terms of dealing with the pain points of buffer buffer preparation.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish Podcast. To learn more about this and other biomanufacturing and stem cell related topics, please visit us at CellCultureDish.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, downstreamcolumn.com. If you like this podcast, please consider leaving a review and visit our other podcasts at Cell Culture Dish Podcast on iTunes and Google Play.